Section three of Birds and Nature, Volume eleven, number one, January nineteen hundred and two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tavarish. The Talking Pine Tree. It was a chilly winter Saturday. Though the winds were cold, the sunshine was bright and warm. After dinner, Jacob put on his overcoat and new red mittens, and went, as he often did, with his father, who was sexton of Evergreen Cemetery. While his father was busy, Jacob amused himself. He had never before noticed how bare the great trees looked. Their limbs reached out like hundreds of crooked arms between him and the blue sky. As he looked around here and there, he could see a tree wearing a dark green coat. Most of them were small, but some were tall and pointed. A pretty good-sized, umbrella-shaped one grew near where his father was digging a grave. Full of boyish life and spirits, he ran to it playfully shouting, I am a squirrel hunting a nut, and will climb up among your branches. But he tried in vain. The lowest limbs were so high above his head that he could not reach them. Never mind, said he, I will hunt a nut on the ground. Dropping on all fours, he began to crawl around. Soon his hand came down upon something hard under the dead leaves which covered the ground. Now he thought he had really found a nut. It was roundish, with blunt spines and woody, and like no nut which he knew. Hunting a loose brick, he cracked it upon a stone. Two or three little round things with gauzy wings dropped out. This roused his curiosity. He now searched round and round for others. He spied a small branch which had broken off and dropped to the ground. As he snatched it up, an end whirled round, striking his face. "'How oh, you stick!' cried he. He pulled off a mitten to feel what was so sharp. He noticed that the branch was bare, black, and full of scars, except at the end of each branchlet, where bunches of green sharp needles, about as large as his mother's darning needles, were growing. Why, old tree, said he, where are your leaves? Now the tree heard every word which Jacob said, but it could not make Jacob hear its answers. At the tip of which branchlet was a pink bud, and near some of these was a little tender thing about the shape of, though smaller, than the English sparrow's egg. These he could pinch into pieces, but lower down on the branchlets, among the queer needles, were others not so large, nor so dry, as the odd fruit which he had found on the ground. They were not so easily destroyed. He picked them off and put them in his pockets. You're a funny tree. Why do you not have nuts which hungry boys can eat? Jumping to his feet, he looked up into the branches. They were all bare 
except for needles growing on the branchlets the tree was dotted with the odd nuts what kind of a tree are you you are not at all like our pretty oak or maple trees your branches grow nearly straight out i should not like to live in a graveyard and look at tombstones all the time he hunted around for clods and dead branches which in his efforts to throw over its crown he threw into and through the tree you'll see mr tree some day i'll be able to throw higher said our cheerful jacob just then rover came running to him and they had one of their jolly romps on the dry grass and leaves presently tired out with their sport both boy and dog dropped to sleep now was the pine tree's chance jacob jacob called the tree i am a pine tree one of the little green fairy spirits who made her home among the branches had cast such a spell over jacob that now he could hear every word the tree said as plainly as when his mamma spoke when you come to know me and my friends better you will love us for our youth and worth as well as for our beauty said the pine see the oaks and maples are mere dark skeletons what you call needles are our leaves they never all leave us at once and our family our faithful leaves serve us for two years when a new growth covered with fresh needles comes at the end of a branch the old needles drop it is true leaving our branches full of scars since others never grow in these same places our larger branches are left bare but the bunches of needles on the new growth keep us always green that hard thing which you found and which you supposed to be a nut was a mature dry cone in our cones we hide our seeds which have wings so that they fly on the wind to a good resting and growing place the little tender balls which you found near the young bud at the end of the branchlet is a new cone just started this year the harder darker growth farther down among the needles is a last year's cone my home is not in this country i was brought from a country of highlands and mountains where the scottish people live i am called a scotch pine i do not choose to live in a graveyard but i am willing to serve man and god by doing my best wherever i chance to be my comrades and i have been placed here by mooring friends for a token of the constant remembrances and love which are held for their friends who have passed away in our native land my brothers grow to be very large sometimes living for three or four hundred years as we grow at the top keeping our rounded shape our lower branches drop off are you only useful for planting in graveyards asked jacob oh no indeed we furnish excellent timber called red pine 
which is of great use for fuel and in ship and house building when our trees are cut through the bark sap runs out when this is strained it is called turpentine which is used so much in medicine by painters and by other workmen oil of turpentine is also made from our leaves and corns when you have a very bad cold your mamma sometimes rubs turpentine on your chest oh yes i remember said jacob it has a strong smell the dregs harden continued the pine and are called resin this is used in making yellow soap ointments and plasters our wood is burnt to make charcoal tar and pitch even the soot is saved and called lampblack charcoal is good for many things doctors use it placed in a cistern filter it purifies the water it is burned for fuel especially when a fire with no smoke is wanted as water cannot get through tar and pitch these are used in protecting wood from water hence they are put on the outside of ships on the inside of water casks and on roofs they are used in making a black varnish with which people coat iron pumps and fences to keep them from rusting did you see the men making the hard asphalt pavement which leads to the vault oh yes they had a big kettle of tar didn't they yes stick out your foot jacob did as told you have shining patent leather tips on your shoe toes ask papa to tell you how patent leather is prepared lamp black is mixed with white lead to make paint if a little lamp black is used a gray is made enough can be used to make the paint black less makes a slate color how much you can do how useful you are said jacob that is not all said the scotch pine in some places my needles are made into shreds which are used in stuffing cushions our roots which contain so much resin that they burn with a bright blaze are burned for lights in cottages of the poor fishermen make ropes of our inner bark laplanders and some other peoples dry and grind our inner bark after steeping this in water to remove the strong taste it is made into a coarse bread now said the tree who could see some distance your father has finished his digging if you will come again my little fairies can again cast a spell so that we can talk together and i will tell you something about my cousins i have a large number of first cousins second cousins and more distant ones ours is one of the largest tree families indeed i will come again just then his father's footsteps among the dry leaves roused rover and both jumped to their feet why exclaimed papa i suppose that you two rogues had gone home when they reached home papa who knew nothing of pine tree fairies told mamma that rover and jacob had been playing babes in the wood the next week was a stormy one and the days were growing shorter but on friday 
the clouds cleared and jacob begged to go into the cemetery to play after school but his mamma said it was too damp however on saturday afternoon she said that he might and he eagerly donned his overcoat and mittens good afternoon pretty tree he said as he and rover came near as the tree said how do you do it tried its best to nod its head and reach out a limb to shake hands the fairy had done as the tree promised and jacob heard he clapped his hands in glee thinking that jacob meant to play with him rover showed that he was ready for a frolic but jacob curtly said get down rover listen the pine tree is talking again rover could not hear the tree but he sat still and looked at his master in surprise good old tree said jacob in a gentle voice i could scarcely wait until to-day you promised to tell me of your relations certainly i shall be pleased to do so said the pine who never tired of talking of the good traits of its family and friends where is the little limb you had the other day here it is picking it up look closely at my leaves did you ever notice anything peculiar about the way they grow no oh i see the needles grow in pairs two seem to be wrapped together at the stem end that is it i have a cousin who stands just on the other side of that great elm tree under it is a rustic bench see if by standing on it you cannot reach a twig if you can bring it here jacob did as directed now look at those needles are ours alike no these are coarser longer and darker than yours though they grow in twos right run back and look at the cones when he returned he said i could not get a cone but i can see that those are coarser and larger too how about the shape of the tree you two grow very much alike that is a first cousin its family lives on the mountains of austria it is known as black pine or austrian pine do you see that tall pine near that massive monument where he asked looking round just behind you said scotch pine nodding its head in that direction oh i see now such a tall straight trunk its crown grows in a point making one think of a high church steeple piercing the sky as its limbs are above your reach it is useless for you to try to get a branch if you will get papa to break you a twig some day and you examine it you will find that its needles which are finer than mine are in bunches of five see when the wind blows how gracefully her bows bend and sway go there and look at the cones off he went returning soon he said the cones are not at all like yours they are long and different in shape the silky needles look something like a paintbrush at the end of each twig it is a far more beautiful tree than i so straight and lofty 
its pointed top looks down upon all the other great trees in this cemetery if you could go through canada and northern united states especially around the great lakes you would see great forests of this the white pine as its wood contains little resin it looks white and is not so valuable for fuel as it is easily nailed and worked it is said to be a soft wood you can whittle it with your knife which santa brought you furniture shingles laths boards and many other things are made of it if you could tramp around the rocky mountains you would find another soft pine tree popularly called the sugar pine because the burnt resin has at times been used by the indians for sugar coarse cakes are made from its nut-like seeds its cones grow to be more than a foot long its leaves too grow in fives the pine growing in the south known as the southern or georgia pine has yellow hard wood it is heavy and very strong it makes fine lumber ties fuel fencing and furniture it is used in shipbuilding and for other things when a durable wood is needed it is rich in turpentine resin and tar indeed the markets of europe are supplied with those articles largely by the scotch pine and those of the united states chiefly by the georgia pine because of the length of the southern pine's needles which sometimes measure more than a foot it is sometimes called the long-leaved pine the leaves grow in threes its large cone also contains seeds which are eaten one day when visiting the pine jacob said when i get big i mean to visit some of the pine forests go as soon as you can then my boy in cutting pine timber men are so thoughtless and lacking in foresight and management that they are being cleared away very fast then i must try to teach them to know the pines better and to love them more for their beauty and their great usefulness then i am sure they will use better judgment thank you jacob another day jacob asked have you told me of all your cousins oh no indeed i have told you of only a few of my nearest ones there are seventy-first cousins of which thirty-five different ones are american trees then there is a host of more distant relatives there are the twelve spruces with short sharp-pointed four-cornered needles which grow singly all round the branches they like cool places and make their homes in great forests at the north or on mountains the fir sisters and brothers have flat blunt leaves growing on opposite sides of the branches making them look like cones the larches who lose their needles in the fall the cedars the junipers the arbor vitae the great california redwood there are so many i cannot name them all they all belong to the corn-bearing families jacob who loved the talking pine tree spent many happy hours in its shade and learning lessons taught by it
Through it he came to know of the wonderful great trees of California, of what the straight, tall masts of ships see, of secrets known only by telegraph and telephone poles, of the sweet sounds of musical instruments, of things which props can tell of mining affairs, of the travels of railroad ties and the tragedies which occur within their sight, of the water folk with whom bridge piles neighbor, of the animals whose hides the evergreen barks help to tan, of the birds and animals who seek the shelter of these trees and feed upon their seeds and young buds, and of beautiful things with which loving hands deck the gay Christmas tree and the hosts of happy children who love it most of all trees. Every child who will select a favorite tree and watch it with patient, loving care will also find himself helped. Although it may not be able to talk as Jacob's talking pine tree did, if he will but be faithful to its lessons, it will teach him many useful facts, will prompt him to reach, like a tree, upward and outward, and to throw out from his life an influence as healthful and pure as the fragrance of the pine. Loveday Almira Nelson End of section 3